0: welcome back to the foxfire farmhouse welcome it's uh it's a beautiful day here on the uh in the Mm swamplands where our farmhouse is situated on stilts above the swamp the foxfire is glowing outside in the uh elevated greenhouse and uh the fire is crackling the smoke is ascending and we are sitting here by the fire, ready to talk about movies once again. Ready to talk it
1: sounds like a witch's hut to me.
0: Like a hut. It does hut. sound like a witch's hut, doesn't it?
1: Boil, 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 <laughs> yeah, right. We're gonna take this foxfire and mix up
0: some potions and sell it. Grind some mushrooms. <laughs> we've got we've got our pet alligators out back, like yeah. in uh, the rescuers. You know. Yeah. We've got one of those uh, little motorboats, like she has. I don't even know. It, like that, that's not and even like built off a real like boat.
1: brave. And just <laughs> yeah, right. just hanging you know, out like, the little little.
0: There's like an anaconda hanging from a tree as you walk out. That's great, mossy. Yeah, that's that's the real foxfire farmhouse. It's it's cultivating. Yep, (laughs) this is exactly exactly that's what it is here. This is uh, where we where we cultivate the the Mm foxfire. So have we talked about foxfire on here? What it actually is?
1: Uh, I think we did last season, but let's okay, uh, good.
0: Oh, just just a rehash. Foxfire is is foxfire. Where we get the name Mm -hmm. is the term given to bioluminescence in nature. So whenever you see uh, obviously, bioluminescence in nature. Whenever you see uh, something glow, like a like glow in the dark mushrooms that you hear mm-hmm. about, or you see uh, there's videos of sand at the ocean with algae that's mm-hmm. in the ocean, and the water yep. almost looks uh, like neon blue.
1: They have it out and
0: here. Do they really?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, that'd be cool summer, to see. You Just jump, jump off and off a pier, just anywhere in town. Really? You'll, you'll get it. Yeah. No way. We're gonna have to take you guys out and. Oh, show that'd be you cool. That. It's pretty cool.
0: That's yeah. awesome. So it's yeah. so whenever you see that kind of glow, that they call that foxfire. And uh, I saw it the first time on a camping trip. We were fishing and I pulled out or my brother found a piece of firewood that was glowing on the stack of firewood, not in the fire, out on the stack of firewood. And the outside was entirely covered in uh, just like a bright green glow. And that's when I looked it up, found out it was Foxfire. And uh, that's why we have the name Foxfire Farmhouse is mm-hmm. because we want to cultivate light in the darkness to like point it. people to the true, the good and the beautiful in digital media. Indeed. And so that's, I guess, because foxfire has to be cultivated in like damp environments. I think Mm -hmm. that's where my mind went to the swamp. Yeah. So,
1: yep. I imagine you'd find quite a bit of foxfire in the swamp.
0: That's yeah. I think that's where you'd have to be. Yeah. So like just a a green glowing hut with Mm -hmm. uh, like some big potion on a pot. Little torches everywhere. Yeah. There we go. We need to make. We need to. We need to make a visual of this <laughs> this, this needs is more to be. of a halloween
1: episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is not october but no here we no, are march yeah so uh let's 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 talk about some movie news so it's that time of year again when people start talking about oscar oh, not oscar yeah. the grouch Although sometimes they can be grouchy.
1: And sometimes it'd be more fun than the Oscars. <laughs> Indeed. Watching some Sesame Street. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> but the Oscars come around each year, and this is where the uh, anyone who's a member of the Academy of Motion Pictures, uh, they vote to nominate who uh, is in the running for these different awards they give out. And then they have a big ceremony in which uh, all the winners are announced. And uh, mm-hmm. so, this is really kind of where Hollywood pats themselves on the back to say, hey, we did a good job, and here's the things we like. So, it's all the people who are making the stuff that uh, <laughs> says. They host
1: and televise their own party to show how awesome <laughs> they are. <laughs> like, look at how we're going to give ourselves awards and we're going to televise right. it for everyone to see. <laughs> we're going to get dressed real nice. We're going to talk about all of the fashion. We're going right. to walk we're gonna, in there. We're going to have
0: someone come in and sing some big celebrity. After shows. Yeah. 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 and then after parties all over, all across town, and we're gonna uh, try to make money on the show that tells everyone that we were awesome because our movies didn't make money <laughs> yeah. people didn't like
1: them. It was <laughs> so niche that my movie didn't make any money, but <laughs> and it's so the I best get movie. I get the best picture this year. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, people are out there killing it, making trillions of dollars, and you get yeah. the movie that makes like five bucks.
0: Right, but they get the, the they get the VFX sure. nom so yeah vfx or score or something like that
1: maybe that's where the real treasure lies maybe that's it maybe
0: that's what i think i still think i mean people really do think this but like they need stunt coordinators uh to be recognized other people there's plenty of plenty of other people that could be recognized why aren't they like best production assistant like why isn't that on there best boy best boy the best best boy, best best boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the yeah. that'd be my
0: favorite nomination. Yeah. I was the best best boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's I'll, a reason
0: we don't have that. That's just because it just sounds weird.
1: Though it has opened my eyes to some of the jobs. Like one of my favorite jobs to like look at now, in like my favorite category, best picture. Obviously, everyone's watching that. Like that's the biggest one. But the uh, um, art direction, art direction is is my jam. Oh yeah, because I had so much work goes into that. Oh it's yeah, It's crazy.
0: There's uh, one of my favorite things to see two on the credits if you watch if you're one of those people who sit and watch the credits usually you're just a marvel fan mm-hmm. but uh if you're, <laughs> if you're if you're another one often they'll have production babies listed so any babies who are born during production oh, yeah. and that's always a fun one to see yeah when my wife and i i think we've already talked about this when my wife and i were having kids we were we would stay and watch the credits just to same. look for names we do the so, same exact thing yeah but it's a good place to go because there are a lot of names on those things so i'm going to read off a few of only the ones that I care about, which are the best picture of the year and the best animated feature film of the year. So we're gonna read off uh what who got nominated. All right. So the movie Belfast got nominated. Uh Coda favorite got director. nominated. One of my favorite directors. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Coda got nominated. Uh this was Napoleon Original Films, I think it stands for Children of Deaf Adults, and uh hmm. looked interesting. I have not watched it. I have in fact only watched one of these. Yeah. Uh, the other one, another one. Don't look up. It's on Netflix. Still Kind of an apocalyptic, uh, end of the end of the world type talk, a yeah. uh, type uh, drama film. Actually, I don't know that it's drama. It might be a little comedic.
1: Satirical. I've heard it,
0: I've heard it was okay. I've heard it. I've heard it was fun. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Another one called Drive My Car, and I have not heard about that one until just this very moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one. This is my pick because it's the only one I've seen, and that is mm-hmm. Dune oh, and yeah. King Richard with uh, Will Smith. Uh, then uh, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, which is the film with the most uh, Oscar nominations. I believe they have 12, and uh, Dune comes in second at 10. Mm. So it's uh, kind of really up there in the running for uh, winning Best Picture. And then West Side Story, uh, the Steven Spielberg musical. Yeah. So those are the ones that are, uh, have been nominated for Best Picture. And then I'm going to jump ahead and go over to the other one that I always look at and that is best animated feature film of the year oh yeah so we've got Encanto, uh flea and i have not heard of or watched flea I
1: just read about it okay
0: so I i'll have to check it out probably won't watch it luca yeah. the nope Mi- mitchell's versus the machines and, Raya, that one. The La- and the last dragon so i've watched four of those five Mm-hmm. Uh I would totally go for Mitchell's Versus of the Machines. That'd be my number yeah. one.
1: Close second Encanto. I love Encanto. Did you really? You it's loved Encanto. I See, love I d I didn't love
0: it. I love the music. I yeah. we play we we're jamming to the music like
1: nonstop a around sequel. the house. They're, Is it really they just announced today that they're turning it into a franchise? because it made such nice. uh, such a amount. Speaking of, good of movie news. Yeah. Franchise announced Of course
0: this is uh t- this is today by the time this podcast comes out it'll this be a couple weeks, couple weeks ago. A week or a week and a half ago. But uh yeah. So Encanto coming out with another yeah. another uh, we movie. we don't talk so about
1: Bruno hit big.
0: Apparently we're going to keep talking about Bruno yeah. just like they did. Yeah. So it we we don't talk about Bruno hit big in our house. That's for sure. We've yeah. danced and jammed out to that one mm-hmm. multiple times in the last Am week I or two. He?
1: have you have you danced to that one too? Huh? from uh mitchell's and the machine oh, we have danced to that yep. one a lot yep that's another one <laughs> yeah so yeah and uh, yeah both both great movies about what family is exactly and loving your family yep.
0: absolutely and and so that's i'm glad they're i'm them. glad they're on top and i hope they win yeah like i i would choose mitchell's versus the machines but if i think i would do if either of them one i would be fine mm-hmm. if e- i don't know anything about flea but if luca wins then uh well I don't know what to do, but I, I will be sorely, Probably sorely disappointed to see
1: if that that's the case. <laughs> we should just, it's a beautiful movie. I will say it's in. a beautiful movie. No, it is. Doubt. It's, it's got a great score.
0: It's kind of almost a Ghibli-esque version of 3D. It's like what I wish Ghibli's 3D movie had been. I didn't watch their movie, but I've, but the Seen visuals it. of it doesn't look yeah. Ghibli-esque, whereas Luca kind of
1: captures the spirit
0: of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I wanted it to be something.
1: Yeah. Such a bad story.
0: Well, that's uh, some depressing, some good movie news. We always talk today. about depressing news. We do. New hey, movies but, but you just, you just mentioned that there's Encanto week. 2. Encanto yeah. 2. Yes. Just think of that, folks. Happy. Ending on a good note.
1: Cool things. The cool things this week uh, have been the trailers that have been released. There have been several trailers that have dropped. Yes. And they have made me super excited for the DC Universe. Ah. I am very excited to see the new Batman. Uh, but I think I'm most excited to see the Black Adam movie. Oh ah, yeah. Because of Dwayne the
0: Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock
1: Johnson. Go to old Pierce, uh Pierce Brosnan playing Doctor Fate. Oh, so cool. And then Hawk like Justice Society is such like a niche old superhero team that I love it because you can do anything with it. It's not like the Justice League where like you can't do too much okay. with changing them up. Justice Society is kind of they're old fashioned. You got like Stargirl and Hawkman and Hawk Girl and oh, cool! All these kinds. of... See,
0: these are people I've never heard about.
1: Yeah, they're like treasure hunters. Like they're just like the Justice League would just totally destroy them. Uh, we're not like Doctor Fate is Doctor Strange for the DC universe. Okay, um, but it's gonna be cool. And Black Adam, he's a really cool character. Nice. I, I love his. He's an antihero. He's he fills that that role of like he was a king, and so like he with being a king, you just have to make some not good. You make not good calls, and they have some consequences. But overall, he's a pretty cool dude.
0: Nice. Yeah, that'll be fun to see. Super excited. I've been digging, uh, going back through Bioshock Infinite again, uh, having a great time playing it. It's just such a... It's got such a big world that it rewards the wandering through it. Mm -hmm. So it's a very linear game. It's not the kind of open world where you just get to explore, but the world itself that you're moving through, you can stop and kind of take take time to walk around Mm -hmm. and just appreciate the detail that the gamers have put into making it what it is
1: voice box what are they called uh, the box of yeah Yeah. yeah,
0: that you get to go kind of listen to the story of the world Mm -hmm. kind of fleshed out in in uh like audio journal entries from people in the world and uh yeah it's it's fun the game mechanics are fun i like i love love the whole uh rail system Mm -hmm. that you travel around on like that that is just so much fun and and creates it just creates some very memorable fights mm-hmm. because then you're able to move around in the world so much while the fight's happening. Yeah. And then her ability to open the portals to these, uh, whether it's med kits or walls or Sentry turrets guns, or whatever yeah. you, yeah, whatever you need. uh, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a fun it's so game. Cool. And yeah. then there's really fun worlds that open up in the story, the dynamic between uh, Booker DeWitt and Elizabeth and the, kind of back and forth there it's just it's just really interesting and then uh, so i'm watching or i'm going back through it because i want to eventually get back to doing a full podcast episode on it sometime in the future what
1: difficulty are you playing on
0: oh i'm playing it on normal i yeah. usually play, I, play i'm not a story. hardcore i'm not a hardcore gamer yeah but i'd like more of a challenge than just like blowing through it so i put it to usually like medium wherever the
1: medium ends up landing in this case i think it's normal titles for for difficulties <laughs> that they have yeah exactly uh but yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. I think so, their version is like the 1999 version or something like that. It's like their hardest difficulty on Bioshock. Oh, something okay, like that. okay, I, yeah, nice. it's weird. Yeah. I don't know why why that is the case, but
0: yeah, I think that uh, I, I think that there's a lot there to unpack in terms of story mm-hmm. and uh, trying to kind of sort out. I want to sort out. Uh, how it works because in the end, mm-hmm. basically, the the final scene is a baptism, mm-hmm. and uh, so that intrigues you. Open with a baptism too. You do, yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, that's true. You pass. You are baptized when you enter into the world, and then you're baptized when you leave the world, and so there's and there's a lot of religious uh, and political undertones mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing, and so I'm just going through it again to try to kind of reprocess what I didn't catch or what yeah. I did catch in uh, the first time. So we have to do an episode fun. about this. Yeah, we will. It'll be, it will be a fun time to talk about the good old Bioshock Infinite, yeah, uh, the flying cities. There. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. It's such a beautiful game. It I is. It. It's yeah, it is a gorgeous is great. Game. Like when you yeah. like launch up and you get that music and it plays like the old timey, like piano, yes, uh, right. I forgot what the hymn is. Uh,
0: is it leaning it? on the everlasting arms? Yeah. Leaning is on that the everlasting arms. Yeah, it's like, right. Yeah. Boom,
1: boom, and you're like in the sky floating It's beautiful. And you're like, yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a great world. So yeah, we'll come, we'll come back to that again. But uh, if you are a gamer and you want a fun uh, story to go through, yeah, check out Bioshock It's Infinite. pretty quick. And now, our feature presentation. So today we are going to tackle a recent entry into the Marvel Universe. The, uh, In fact, it's like an entry into the Marvel universe. It is the, the it is the universe entry. <laughs> yeah. The it is the entry that goes under the title Universe because mm-hmm. it's a big mythic tale called The Eternals. Gigantic. Actually just called The Eternals I believe. Yep. And uh directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, a really big film uh, a big film for her for sure mm-hmm. coming off of uh Nomadland and then she did another one called The Writer. Yeah. That uh both of those being Oscars. Uh, oscar type movies Mm -hmm. that uh, i think she won best picture for nomadland yep and so she's got the prestige behind her she's definitely not a newbie to the movie world Mm -hmm. uh and but this is this is a different genre in a bigger way bigger scope than she's been a part of in the past and so uh we're gonna we're gonna tackle this film and uh see what we think about it and we're gonna compare eternals to the only
1: film that makes sense to compare it to
0: (gasps) toy story Toy Story
1: oh yeah we're gonna go back to Woody and Buzz that old time classic I've watched speaking it probably of, multiple times this week and speaking <laughs> of trailers
0: uh have you watched the Lightyear trailer yes it looks pretty David fun.
1: Bowie I just uh, <laughs> I can't if, I if can't you want a... to
0: get Elijah behind your movie oh then all you have to do is pick the right music for the trailer and he's all in
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I just found this new guy on Spotify this is another thing that's cool quick quick little plug two-way T two W E I and he creates these trailer oh, reeds yes. of music, Gangsta's Paradise. Listen to that one; it makes me laugh and smile. But it's so epic and so cool. It just just that's awesome. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, love your stuff too. I love his stuff. To yeah, death. yeah. It's good. Just makes me want to make a trailer. <laughs> so the Eternals.
0: Let's let's go first yeah. of all. What is the Eternals? What's what's the kind of synopsis of the story? The
1: synopsis because is- we've got.
0: it's We're starting out. We're in the Marvel universe. We're after this is. This is chronologically in line with everything that's come out before. Yep. We're, after we're, endgame. Post, the, we're post endgame, mm-hmm. right? So where do where do we pick up with Eternals after the blip? Terrible name. <laughs> well, they, they should have, have the called <laughs> with something ugh. different. Anyway, they, they need a marketing team for that thing.
1: <laughs> well, the the little uh, little blurb that they have right here on uh, uh, what am I call it letterboxed is in the beginning.
0: Dot mm. dot dot.
1: The Eternals are a team of ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. When an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows, they are forced to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, Hmm. the Deviants. The Deviants. Dun, 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 dun. I, I want to know more about those those uh, villainous deviants. I know. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Sorry, folks. You're not going to learn anything about <laughs> Good them. Good luck. Good luck. They're going to kill them before they can talk. The, de-
0: <laughs> <laughs> the deviants are just... They're a, they're a massive MacGuffin that actually
1: just, has huge implications that they could have followed through with. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's uh, yeah, let's get, so let's get to that. So the reception of the film has been fairly lackluster, both Meh. from critics and uh, audience. So mm-hmm. it's not really been, it's not a big, it's not a Spider-Man no way home. Oh no. It's not that at all.
1: No, I think I rated it. What did I rate it? I rated it two and a half stars.
0: Two and a half stars from Elijah. It's it's a, low, a low hitter. Low hitter. Yeah. And a lot of... So I think that a lot of that comes from the technical details. Yep. And I think that then a lot of the technical details uh, or, or on further examination, I think it's uh, apparent that there are problems at the core of the story, mm-hmm. right? At the very core of the philosophy behind the entire story and what it's trying to do that it's trying to that it's trying to take on really big philosophical and metaphysical questions because it's a mythic tale Mm -hmm. it's it's a big story that's supposed to do that kind of thing huge but when it does that it really fails and doesn't hold up to uh examination so first of all what what though before we the only reason that we start noticing those things are because (laughs) the technical execution yep. is bad so in spider-man no way home if yeah. you stop and take a little bit of time to think about all the mechanics of the metaverse or the uh, the uh the multiverse, multiverse and things yeah. like that then the whole thing just falls to pieces before <laughs> just, your eyes just crumbles yeah. yeah it's like pulling on one thread and the whole thing just goes mm-hmm. uh but i walked out of the theater that night when i watched it. i thought that was so much fun i loved that movie it was great and i totally i took my family back to see it mm-hmm. like it was it was exciting it was it was i loved was it
1: was it still just as good the second time
0: no, good question. No. I would say
1: no. Dang it, it didn't hold it up. Didn't hold up. It didn't hold <laughs> up. Phantom Menace to you? All yeah. Right. So,
0: so it was. It was a lot of fun the first mm-hmm. time. Multiple watching, it just it just, suddenly the confusion starts to overcome, and I'm just le- left not yeah. being as in as it as I wanted to be. But they were throwing so many good things at me, mm-hmm. executing with such good special effects, or uh, all the all of my favorite people were coming back. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it was it was cool. Yeah. But uh, this movie isn't doing that. So where do you think it failed? technically to captivate audiences in the way that something like spider-man no way home did
1: uh i think it failed because it left too much too much breathing room too much thinking room in a way um to i think it left it there. i think it was purposeful why it left it there for you to think on these things but because they didn't handle it well it didn't go well okay um so like technically like my biggest problem with it is there's so much like posing like everyone just would like stand there and just pose and then it would like hold on their face for like three seconds and then it would transfer the next guy. So they would be, they would be like, Ajax is dead. And the other guy would go oh. cut like it would, mm-hmm. it would show like all of that. And then it would cut cuts and it was just every conversations like that. It takes like yeah three seconds after somebody talks to like or even more. And so like right. with that, like there's a lot of silence, like the music's not very loud. The uh, the dialogue is very light uh it's it's heavy but it's sparse i guess is the the yeah. term um just so much exposition 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 like
0: and to be fair they had a lot of exposition to do yeah. so it's it's the kind of thing that so you've got a new new mm-hmm. story new world new cast yeah. of characters that we don't know and i mean it's a big cast of characters yeah. it's huge and we've got to get to know all of them and they've been on earth since the beginning of earth so yeah. they've been around for 7000 years at mm-hmm. the time that the that the story takes place yeah so we've got a lot of story to catch up on
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so they've got flashbacks they have uh, a lot of characters standing around and explaining things uh, but it just ends up like you're saying feeling so slow and yeah, it's so two and a half hours long yeah it's a long one
1: it's a long one to start out with like i would compare it to gardens of the galaxy in terms of what they were trying to accomplish like the Guardians gardens of the galaxy opened up the cosmic uh, world yeah, right. of the marvel universe like it, it gave you rules for it and it gave you all these things by showing you that was the issue they showed what was going on yeah, and that's why they were right. able to go so fast is cuz they were showing you these things and letting you think about it and going oh that's because of this and letting you come to all those conclusions instead of the Eternals where it's like there's a scene when they're in Babylon and uh the the fast girl like drops off some trinkets and they're like let's just lie to her and, and give her less money for it and she like turns around and, and catches it and then she's like uh i can sense your vibrations um And and your voice and everything. And and then the guy says, Yeah, she can sense the vibrations in your voice and you can't lie to her and all these things. And it just, why did you need to explain that? Like, just have her turn around and catch it and then, like, kind of wink at them and show them that she knew that they were talking. And then you can go, Oh, she could sense the vibrations in their voice or she can read lips really well or, like, yeah, things like that where you don't have to pick it up. And, yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of that that's missteps in exposition. Mm-hmm. But then I, I think that also. So you've got. So in terms of the plot, what happens yeah. is you start off. You've got these people who are these Eternals. You meet a couple of them, yeah. and then they're attacked by this Deviant. So first mm-hmm. of all, there's the story that they give the kind of a little bit of the backstory. And you you start in
1: Mesopotamia. Yeah.
0: So these this father and his son are fishing, and then mm-hmm. this Deviant comes up out of the water, eats the father, mm-hmm. and then after the sun and after the village but then a group of people land ready to take out these deviants and protect humankind because yeah. humankind needs to grow so they've been they've been sent on a mission to protect humanity
1: mm-hmm. and they're see
0: them flourish to see them flourish but somehow not to invo- get uh involved in their interpersonal conflicts only to protect them from the deviants. Them, yeah so they can guide they can offer them, them technology, technology. Yeah. But they can't uh interfere with their conflicts. Yep. They have to let the humans solve that themselves. Because if they don't, then they're not gonna grow. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the idea of parenting. Yep. So but it's parenting a, a species, yeah. <laughs> a whole race of basically mankind. Uh so so that's their job. And uh like there so there is a lot to explain and a mm-hmm. lot of characters to introduce. Uh but, feel... but it ends up just going so slow. I it is I, I enjoyed some of the slowness. I enjoyed yeah. some of the places that we place. were in. Yeah. Uh but it, but it did feel kind of yeah. long and drawn out. Now, th- what I did enjoy, in fact, maybe the, the my favorite part of the whole movie is the uh, dynamics between the different members of the groups yeah. and the different types of characters. Like each character felt pretty real. Like they, they felt like good characters and they bounced off of each other well. Mm-hmm. The conflicts, uh, they were able to, maybe I'm just saying it was well acted, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the characters yeah. did good, a good job acting off of one another. And mm-hmm. so I enjoyed watching them and being with them. It's just that the, Other the than plot Icarus didn't and make. Cersei. Yeah, the plot just didn't make sense, and what was yeah. going on didn't didn't seem to make sense.
1: No. Yeah, I think it was just a like from a story and like a structure perspective, they didn't they didn't do a good job of like creating that that connection with the characters. Like they yeah. they wanted you to see see these characters as these mythic like oh like we're basically gods, yeah, right? And we're so powerful, but. Like, how are we to, like, connect with that? Yeah. Like, they didn't show, like, when they got on the ship, like, in the opening of the movie. It would have been great to see them, like, riffing off of each other in that spot instead of just, like, Oh, we're going yeah, to a right, right. listening to opera music. Yeah. And then they get there. And it would have been cool to see, like, maybe just play the whole Babylon arc from the beginning. Like, show them going mm-hmm. from the beginning in history. Because those are the cool parts. Yeah, And that's right. what created the connection with yeah. them. So, if you would have just, like, shown them go through history, playing the Pink Floyd song, waste a waste of a song i was like ah, oh. it made me so angry they played time to like have her like take a picture of yeah. a knife that she created when she was like in babylon i was just yeah like, oh. and the use of phones and tiktok and <laughs> views in this movie was so frustrating but yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so th- yeah there's there's a lot of things about the movie that were maybe mm-hmm. disappointing yeah uh, you know, you, you talking about that makes me think about Justice League, mm-hmm. right? Like the Snyder, yeah. the Snyder cut specifically of yes. Justice League that that one somehow d- I feel like does a better job in exactly what you're describing yeah. at it being mythic level heroes mm-hmm. like they are they are played and they work and even the they have the long shots staying on someone in slow yeah. motion where you're just basking in their glory. But it, yeah. somehow it feels good mm-hmm. in Justice League in yeah. a way that I don't think it works here. Maybe it's because like her lighting is very naturalistic, right? Her whole approach to the film is very naturalistic. It's beautiful. Yeah. So it's, but it's not stylized in a way that makes you feel mythic. Whereas Snyder's emphasis on the character's, straight, Just out of straight up yeah, yeah exactly it makes
1: them feel like so powerful like incredible it, it t- yeah it, it gives you a feeling when you see them yeah, like, yeah. and th- that's where they succeeded with icarus in a lot of points because they took off of that superman idea that's true there's so yeah. many superman ideas like when he's like standing there he's like watching earth from like a perspective yes. like nothing's hurting right. him yeah like that's and, cool yeah and, and
0: icarus for those of you who don't know he's basically a superman character he flies yeah. around he's practically practically inv- invincible and yeah. has
1: laser eyes so yeah. that's that's his He flies too close to the sun. Spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) In case you didn't see that coming. And I was
1: like, he's going to fly into the sun, isn't he? And he's just like. I'm like, ah, this is so. That was on the nose. (laughs) That was so on the nose. Like, he didn't even explain it. He just flew into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) like, what? Why? Why did you do that? Uh, all right. Uh, so let's.
0: So speaking of that, let's get to some of the let's let's get to the bigger like worldview yeah. philosophical let's, let's issues that. because I, that's really where this thing begins to fall apart. Yeah. So where would you start? You you tease the deviant thing. So let's go there first. Yeah. So. Uh, and maybe that's a, maybe that's more of a technical issue is that you yeah. introduce these villains. Yeah. These are the villains. These are the bad guys who are coming and they're back. We thought yeah. we wiped them out, you know, 500 years ago. We're only going to put them in three scenes in the movie. Yeah. But they're showing up again. And so <laughs> they're the bad guys. But then we barely ever see them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so first of all, let's finish the story for people yeah. because they need to, So, so you've heard half of the story. Yeah. So what gets unveiled in the middle of the in the middle of the tale yep. that isn't told in the in the synopsis we read mm-hmm. is that the Eternals have been sent by their l- the celestial leader, whose name is Aramish. Arishem, Arishem, mm-hmm. I'm going backwards. Whose <laughs> name is Arishem? He has sent them to pro- to get rid of these deviants, Yeah. and that's their goal. That's their only thing to be there for and now they finished they destroyed all the deviants they don't know what they're there for they're waiting for Aramesh to give them directions or to send them home or yeah. whatever to get back to Olympia where they're from and in the middle of waiting and then these deviants starting to arise again uh, they began trying to figure out how to stop the deviants and they're all meeting up with each other and they yeah. end up discovering through the course of the story that what's actually happened is that Aramesh sent them to kill the deviants, so that they could, so that there would be more humanity on Earth, mm-hmm. so that a new celestial can be born from the heart of the Earth, mm-hmm. and killing all humans, killing all human, sacrificing life. them. Yep, everybody. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is kind of like, uh, what are they? The energy for the yeah, emergence are, intelligence of this. Is, yeah, yeah, feeds the birth of. Somehow, Tiamat. I don't. I don't ex- That's not exactly explained how yeah. our brain power feeds the birth of Tiamat, the new celestial. You just just believe birthed. it. Just go with it. I just believe go
1: it. Just go with just it. Keep going.
0: <laughs> they said it. I believe it. That settles it. All right. Uh, so, uh, so Tiamat's gonna come, but apparently the god or the Aramesh also sent the deviants mm-hmm. originally.
1: Yeah, he created them
0: to wipe out the predators to the humans. Yeah, is that what? Am I? Thinking so correctly, uh, he created
1: he created the the deviants to create like almost to create a narrative for the humans to see the celestials as good. Um, you know, like he, he sent them to kind of like to keep it growing because like to weed out kind of bad ones. And then the Eternals would, would come in like it's almost like this angel. But then The
0: deviants ended up attacking the humans and that wasn't what they were supposed to do from the beginning. And so then the angels yeah. are angels come to yeah. fight the deviants. Yeah. But then the deviants end up realizing that they are not, or, or the uh, the eternals the these eternals. they end up realizing that they are not actually some kind of being with existence outside of their god, no. their Aramesh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Instead, they they have no home Olympia. That's just a planted memory. Yeah, and they They're are robots. Robots.
1: They are they are fancy robots. Mm-hmm. Their and memories with, get taken every time and stored in a computer, organic computer thing, and then that that. Whole memory is co- yeah it's- accessed by Aramish.
0: Anyway, so then so, so if this sounds confusing, it is, and mm-hmm. they take two and a half hours to confuse you thoroughly. But then the so when the Eternals they'll find out that this new uh, Celestial is emerging from the center of the Earth. Yeah. they decide they're going to try to stop the emergence. Yeah, and so they work together with technology and all sorts of other stuff that doesn't make sense uh, to stop the emergence yeah. that is going to happen. And uh, so, but then Icarus has known this all along Mm -hmm. and that's why he kind of fed the deviants and helped to wake them up, I guess, so that then the Eternals would be so busy taking care of the remaining deviants that they wouldn't be able to stop the emergence because he knew that that's what ajax the leader of the eternals mm-hmm. wanted to see happen so he kills ajax feeds her to the deviants mm-hmm. and then uh the deviants take her power which it turns out to be totally inconsequential yeah uh but the, the, the deviants are the weirdest I, yeah. I, I just can't explain how oddly they're placed but they uh i mean i can't explain it mm-hmm. it's just incredible that that's how it yeah, worked they,
1: out they to the actual draft of the story <laughs> yeah
0: so then, so so what you've got then is the Eternals fighting against Aramesh's will mm-hmm. in order to stop the emergence from happening because they want to save humanity. They care about humanity. Yeah. Some and, of them
1: have like relationships with humanity.
0: Yeah, which is an
1: interesting point. In yep. Movie.
0: And um, uh, yeah, so if all this starts yeah. sounding like so, so let's just start. <laughs> if you're a Christian mm-hmm. and you're watching this movie mm-hmm. some things should start to stand out to you immediately yeah there's some, some big red being, flags
1: from the beginning yeah of the movie. so so
0: what would be your first one the, the first, I, there's two big ones i know there's
1: there's there's a big one to start out with uh the first one you start out the movie they start out in mesopotamia which is like the birthplace of civilization even in the biblical narrative mm-hmm. that's where abraham was called out of uh that region and that's their most, whole story literally begins it's not just begins. the it's
0: not just the uh, letter box that starts within the beginning the story yeah. begins with literally in the beginning so it's, biblical script <laughs> yep, so it's meant to hearken back to biblical ideas yeah. or the big origins of the world
1: yeah and so it gives you that little walk down you're like okay because well, that, that itself isn't bad no, but but it's just it's trying to evoke something and then you watch it and they're in Mesopotamia and then their home base is out of Babylon, which should. Throw off some flags for Christians yeah. that read And it's not just their home scriptures. base, they are
0: actively defending Babylon. Yeah, against keeping it safe the deviants. from the deviance. Yeah. And, and so
1: helping Babylon thrive and grow and become great and mighty and golden and yep, give them technology. And Babylon, yeah.
0: and Babylon is kind of the the embodiment of what they're protecting in yeah. the movie. That is yeah. the symbol it's of the good thing. It's like good when they thing. show
1: it being a good thing, people are good there and everything's going yeah. great and They're revered by the people of Babylon. Um, Anyway, you kind of get through that story and then you have all the the idea, the big idea of the creator and the creation and the conflict between the two of them. Yeah. Um,
0: Which the idea isn't bad. No. But then you've got the, so in the, uh, in the tale of the Eternals, Mm -hmm. you have the Eternals as the angels Mm -hmm. commingling with men and defending men against the god from the city of babylon and so we're we're right squarely creator we are squarely in the middle (laughs) of genesis 6 yeah right before massive destruction so Mm -hmm. in terms of the symbolism of the story and what the christian view of the story would be Mm -hmm. is that the destruction that's about to come is exactly what is warranted yes And that basically we need to put some people on this spaceship as the Ark. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who are the people that find grace in the eyes of the Lord? Throw them on this big triangle ship and get them off world because uh, this world deserves to die.
1: Yeah. And so this world's in rebellion against its creator.
0: Yet the good guys in the film are the Eternals, these angels who are standing up against their God. Because I love
1: humanity so much. Yeah,
0: so we so we've got to deal
1: with that big <laughs> Don't question mind the fact that they're revered by humanity and worshiped by them but <laughs> and that they're that they're they're behind every hero and god in the Hindu pantheon and Sumerian pantheon and Greek pantheon they're named, yeah, so they're got, named after all these pagan figures in almost every culture.
0: Gilgamesh, Athena,
1: Druig, Ajax, uh Cersei, uh Icarus, like these yep. are all So so <laughs> so, off names of yeah,
0: so so there, th- this is at least starting to show that there is some kind of uh, kind of pagan root to all this. Which are, which in, in one sense, where Christians shouldn't be afraid no. of using the pagan imagery. No. Lewis and Tolkien, these guys were masters of doing that, yeah. and somehow redeeming. it I mean, uh, uh, Tolkien takes the myth, or uh, Lewis takes the myth of uh, the psyche, the psyche, and I am reading the other guy's I'm, uh, name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I can't. I can't speak to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so he takes that myth and he turns it into a, a almost a Christian is it tale Eros? called is it
1: Eros and Psyche.
0: Yeah. Know, yeah. Continue. I think. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Eros yeah. and Psyche. Yeah. And takes that and turns it into Till We Have Faces, which mm-hmm. is a Christian version of the story. Yeah. So we're not. I'm not at all against Christians taking no. these stories and taking what's good in them and redeeming them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's exactly what we are called to yeah. do. <clears throat> But this story takes all of these things and plays with them in a way that I just don't. It, it, in one sense, it is either downright just not good mm-hmm. uh, in terms of bad, mm-hmm. or it's just confusing and yeah. there's no coherent view to it.
1: So exactly,
0: there's a uh, in so, so so again reframing the big thing. Yep, the God has created these angels. Uh, Erisham has created these angels, these eternals, and has sent them in to do His work in the earth mm-hmm. they think that he is unjust for destroying the humans and now is going to fight his will by stopping the emergence of the new t- the new celestial mm-hmm. uh tiamat stopping the birth of a god stopping the birth of a god so here <laughs> they are they've been created for this purpose so, so bizarre yeah <laughs> it's just uncanny like it- I, I just watched so <laughs> okay so this is gonna get us way off track but i just mm-hmm. uh, my kids watched one of the ice ages this year collision mm-hmm. collision course i think is the name of it so the opening the opening scene is uh yeah. is with scrap you know the character yeah. from ice age it's always like causing all the, the trouble so he's yeah. chasing this acorn mm-hmm. and it it falls and he falls down this crack in the earth and goes to the very center of the earth so at the center of the earth there's this little core like a look looks like a ball of ice yeah and his acorn is uh sitting on top of it but when he starts to run on it the whole thing rotates and what he doesn't realize he's doing is he's spinning the core of the earth. He's, he's destroying, like he's creating the continents basically. <laughs> he's cutting so the continents. Yeah. And then he ends up going so fast. He ends up smashing his head out certain sides. And so mm-hmm. that's how the, the, the Sphinx, Uh-oh. the Sphinx in uh, <laughs> Egypt is made yeah. And Mount Rushmore is like his four faces, like yeah. smashed up again. So it's just goofy, yeah. goofy stuff being played, yeah. but that's exactly, but it like, wants you to take the it. Imagery,
1: the, I- yeah, the,
0: the imagery, the, from that movie of him falling like to the center of the earth is almost exactly what the imagery is in Eternals of like yeah. the planting of the seed of the god yeah. or whatever it is in the heart of the earth and mm-hmm. so it just makes me think that like on one hand this is a goofy like here's heart of the earth thing and then the mm-hmm. other movie is like yeah this is exactly this serious, is so serious. <laughs> yeah. this is believable right this is for the Oscars yes you know <laughs> yeah.
1: that's that's what's going on we're here. gonna make it big Marvel's gonna make it to the Oscars <laughs> yeah. which they did just not with the Eternals. Unfortunately, with Sony's help, which
0: is surprising. <laughs> right. um, so, then, so then, like, so anyway, back back to where we were. Story. <laughs> back to the story. So, that's the story that's happening here. There is, in uh, antiquity, there is Euthyphro's, Euthyphro's Dilemma, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, di- one of Socrates' dialogues. Socrates is talking to Euthyphro. Yeah. Euthyphro asks Socrates and says, uh, is something good? basically here's how it goes is something good because the gods will it to be Mm -hmm. or do the gods will it to be because it is good Mm -hmm. in other words uh is something that you value as being good and morally right good because the gods just arbitrarily decided that this is exactly how it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. right so god says well you know what i don't want you to kill people i don't think you should steal here's my 10 commandments i just thought this up in my head this is just Mm -hmm. me Making up how this is the dictator on the playground saying, hey, no one goes down. Girls on the yellow slide, boys on the green slide, right? Like this is is some kind of random because I said so type thing going on with the gods. Mm -hmm. Or are the gods saying, hey, this is how it should be because this is what's good. That they're Mm -hmm. appealing to something outside of themselves. Some standard somewhere else. Someone else who has set the standard. Mm -hmm. And so he asks that and it's considered a dilemma then that Socrates has to answer. Uh, The problem is, is that it's a false dilemma. Other people Mm -hmm. have said that basically a false dilemma is a a true dilemma is when you have a or non a, a false dilemma is when someone says is a or B Mm -hmm. because there's very often C or D or the rest of the alphabet. And so this is a false dilemma because there is another option in classical Christianity.
1: Yeah.
0: The answer that they would give is that the good God is good, Mm -hmm. not, not just God does good by some standard outside of himself, but he is the standard of good and he is good itself. Mm -hmm. He is love is another way we talk about him. He, another way we talk about him is he is right. He is. I am, I exist. Mm -hmm. I I am existence, right? It's not, it's not, he doesn't exist in the same way that we do. He's not just the biggest being inside this bowl. That is the universe. He's not Mm -hmm. just the top dog. He is something entirely other. The scriptures say, that it is in him we live and move and have our being. Yeah. And so he is not appealing to some other standard and he is not arbitrarily mm-hmm. these are not arbitrary dictates of a god who just willed that things would be this way. Mm-hmm. It's these are in line with his very nature and character. Mm-hmm. So, and with that
1: it's in line with creation.
0: Exactly yeah. exactly, right? And so as creation lives out goodness and truth and beauty, mm-hmm. We are actually getting in line with what we are supposed to be and what's best for us. Yeah. So in this case, Youth Froze Dilemma is really kind of in the story set forth because mm-hmm. you've got the eternals who look at what the God has demanded. Mm-hmm. He has created them. He has given them a purpose. He's given them a mission. And they say, We don't think that it's fair that you're doing it this way. Humans don't deserve this kind of destruction. But you have to ask then by and what they don't answer is by what standard is the God wrong for caring about the humans? Mm-hmm. And if there is no, st- a- a- and so they don't, they don't appeal to a standard. Yeah. And so what they end up doing is just being the arbitrary force on the other end of the stick, right? Mm-hmm. Like saying, Hey, well, we've got the power to stop you. And so since the might makes right, yeah, then I'm just going to flex my eternals power yeah. and we're going to stop you from doing what you want to do mm-hmm. because I have the power to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in which case then it's like, okay, how are they any different at all from Aramesh? Yeah, you know we we just don't have any. Like we, they're both we, wrong. They're yeah. they're both yeah. In that yeah. case, either they're both wrong or they're both right. And suddenly yeah. there's no good reason for them to be stopping Aramesh. Mm-hmm. Why can't Aramesh do what he wants to do if you can just do what you want to do? Yeah. And if he's got more power, then so be it. Let him, let him do it. But then even Aramesh though, when he comes in the end and takes them yeah. away. To look like, at their I'm memories
1: go think about this
0: i'm gonna look through your memories and judge whether or not humanity is good yeah but then it's like okay so there is a standard out there mm-hmm. what standard is Aramish gonna yeah, use to Aramish judge
1: the judge is like his title so like yeah
0: <laughs> well yeah what what law book is he looking yeah. at Who's when he's judging you, Aramish?
1: Yeah, that's the question. Exactly
0: right. And the next Marvel movie, that's that's who, that's <laughs> who's who who like, yeah, 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 I mean, there's we can just keep making this eternally, you know, like where it's yeah. turtles all the way up in this case. Yeah. But there's just no there is no ultimate standard that they're appealing to, mm-hmm. in which case then who's the good guy, who's the bad guy? And we don't know. And uh, this is where I think the uh, it's just really it, it begin. It's, it's like we begin to run away from any kind of real coherent vision of what is right and wrong yeah that really the only vision of what is right is whatever i want to do and if Mm -hmm. i have the power to do it yep and if i don't have the power to do it i'm a victim Mm -hmm. if i do have the power to do it then i'm a god
1: right Mm -hmm. like that like it's it's
0: almost it's it's just there there is no coherent Mm worldview that undergirds the whole thing
1: no yeah that's why that's why it's so hard to even talk about it is just trying to figure out like to dig sift through all of that because like you're saying it's just incoherent it doesn't make any sense it's incoherent in the marvel universe because it breaks so many historical ideas and laws and like
0: exactly uh, first of uh, all if they are so interested in humanity mm -hmm. why why now as opposed to you know like 15 20 years ago when half of humanity half of the existence in the universe was just gone why not then yeah I mean, so they waited around for five years and watched the Avengers, like, try to fight Thanos, like, go and get this back, and they were just like, ah, uh, I guess not. It doesn't have anything to do with the Deviants. and Exactly. And then, like you
1: pointed out, yeah,
0: Deviants pop up on the scene, you know, I guess everyone else is just chilling, you know.
1: Yeah, where are the Avengers in this entire movie? Earthquakes are happening, the world's shifting, a giant hand comes out of the Earth, there's people who can like teleport a wor- in the Marvel a wor- Universe. a
0: worldwide earthquake happens yeah
1: it's a galactic conflict like a giant being comes up to earth <laughs> yeah. a giant being and, and somehow
0: the avengers the, like the emergence is happening. Of the galaxy
1: doesn't know what's happening the avengers don't know what's happening everybody in like little shows doesn't know what's happening
0: no they're all just over there you know hanging out just hanging out having a good time like thinking... you can't
1: even use the excuse that oh they're like busy what's busier than the earth like yeah about to be just thanos is gone there's
0: nothing big enough that they're like yeah yeah. They know they where's Dr. Strange. And how many times do they like register big events that happen in the world? And then the, the earth's core suddenly starts to shift and a God is like coming up out of it somehow. And you're not aware of this, you, you know, like, so Yeah, there's, that's even more, I yeah, guess, anyway. technical coherence, Yeah, but like, there's just, there's just not really coherence to the whole thing. And I think this is what, this is a, something that should encourage Christian filmmakers yeah. that, that number one, we cannot like so so i think there would be a place i guess let's let's back up i think there mm-hmm. would be a place for us to use a talk like this yeah to demonstrate the incoherence of the secular worldview to show that it is it it is empty mm-hmm. it doesn't have coherence it, it doesn't stand up against any kind of examination yeah. right like so i think that there'd be an apologetic benefit to this kind of thing yeah uh, but but i don't particularly i mean I, I think that's good and helpful and i think we someone could do that somewhere else or in more detail and kind of like bring it into people yeah but that uh i think what, it, what what's interesting to me about this is that like if i'm for the creators the people who are going to tell stories who are going to either write screenplays books novels m- movies make mm-hmm. movies uh we need to think through things more than just creating a world that sounds interesting and fun that people might want to live in. We need to tell stories that reflect the story that we are a part of, that affect that that reflect the truth. Mm -hmm. And when we don't, it doesn't just when we don't have a coherent worldview, it doesn't just damage our world it's not like the worldview is disconnected from the quality of the story. The worldview is intimately connected Mm -hmm. with the quality of the story that we're telling. And that's why we as especially as christians right mm-hmm. people who say we believe this need to be people who make a coherent story yeah
1: right so i i wouldn't be because when you make an incoherent story you're you're saying basically like your worldview is not incoherent like yes, there's, yeah. there's something wrong with your worldview
0: exactly so and even still like with with this movie uh movies made by big studios like this are harder yeah. to be really coherent
1: yeah because you have but, so many chefs in the kitchen yeah so
0: who knows who knows how much like we can, we could blame Chloe Zhao maybe, but it on her
1: necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: but like th- someone could make a story. It's a lot of money is, writing on that movie. Yeah. yeah. Someone could make a story that is a coherent portrayal of a secular worldview, mm-hmm. right? That is, they are totally coherent mm-hmm. and that would be, okay, you're, you're coherent. This is what you're aiming at. Yeah. You're not trying to like manipulate Look. audiences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. Now, I think that the only worldview that is truly coherent is the Christian worldview. And therefore, yeah. by definition, any worldview that they try to tell a story from that is uh, cohe- it, that is totally uh, cohesive in their own worldview is going to uh, not match up with what I think, how I think the world should be. And so the, there are going to be certain flaws in the story. Yeah. Right. Uh, in as much as it deviates from a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. But that. So I expect that. Yeah. But but for Christians, we especially should be careful to try to tell stories that reflect that worldview that we have. That's what so. we
1: get at when we talk about uh, something being true, something like being like a, yeah, having the aspect of truth. Like this is like feeling, it gives you that feeling, that real feeling when you're watching something, and you're like, oh, that's true. Like the mm-hmm. whether it's like romance or action or whatever, and you, you recognize that as being something that is consistent within the world that we're living. Mm-hmm. And so if something is true, then it belongs under the headship of the Lord It belongs in his realm and is is consistent with that. Now, if you start throwing these falsehoods in there, it just gets real...
0: Yeah. Do you know a story that is true, does tell the truth? Yeah. Toy story. Toy story. (laughs) Yeah. That's a story that tells the truth. Toys created by their maker Mm -hmm. for one task, to give a child joy, to be there for that child. Mm -hmm. And when a toy acts like he's not a toy mm-hmm. aka buzz lightyear yep. and he tr- denies that his existence is governed by anything other than you know the packaging on his on, that he yeah. has on his marketing material uh yep. and when he doesn't admit that that's what he is he runs into trouble and it doesn't work yeah when woody is jealous of another toy because that his child finds more joy in the toy than yeah. him instead of being there to serve the child. He begins there to be there to serve himself. He's needy. He's not loving the child for what the child needs. He's loving the child for what he needs from the child. Yeah. So he's selfish.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: goes wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like instead of just being there and serving the needs of the child toy story Two. what happens, mm-hmm. Woody wants to be the collector you know the the, the collectible mm-hmm. the museum piece because yep. but he has to remember because he'll last forever he won't get damaged yeah right. exactly yeah, he has, so, has to remember damage oh, like it's is you. part of life yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna be a toy it feeds his ego and then he ends up yeah exactly and so he ends up having to give that up and he helps others give that up and then you've got buzz who is confronted with another buzz Lightyear that's not him and he Mm -hmm. has he realizes kind of who he was or is reminded again Mm -hmm. of who he is in a way that is a foil to
1: has to remind woody that he's a toy right
0: (laughs) so then he comes back and he's the one Mm -hmm. saying look at the bottom of your shoe whose are you right who do you belong to and what do you exist for Mm -hmm. and then toy story three they're going to the daycare to serve like like everyone is having this existential crisis and woody decides to stay uh, he de- he wants to stay with his kid instead of going to the daycare. Everyone else is afraid that they're getting thrown out. And so they go to the daycare. But when they do that, what happens? Another kid, another toy who was mm-hmm. thrown out by his owner, who is yeah. now desperately bitter that he was thrown out by his owner, yeah, is kind of running this show because he wants to be, just be on top. He's just bitter. He's angry. Yeah, And he takes out on other toys. And instead of being there to serve his child and understanding that, like, and serving the other toys, mm-hmm. he instead is there for himself, and it yep. doesn't work, and yep. it fails. Exactly. And what he has to come save them, right? Mm-hmm. Like th- this kind of thing. It's we are there. We were created by a god for a purpose, and when we align with that purpose, life goes good. Yeah. When we don't, life goes horribly wrong. Yep. And so that story, that series of story, mm-hmm. tell the truth. Now, Toy Story Four, we'll talk about that someday Just in the future. But throw it into a dumpster it. fire. Do what Elijah's done. And don't watch it. I'm never gonna
1: watch it. Uh, I probably will for this. Podcast. Probably, yeah, I will
0: probably have to watch it for the podcast. But he'll yeah. suffer. He will do. He will take the hit for you. I will. Yeah, this take is that on. this is him stepping and into Josh his role. Will watch
1: Braveheart, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I will eventually watch Braveheart, which I don't think is nearly as much of a chore as watching no, a Toy it's Story a great Four. Movie. Movie. But, but uh yeah, so yeah. toy Story is a good example of the kind of story that you should be watching so yeah
1: of a creation doing what they're created for exactly um and which is a good purpose uh and I yeah that's that's why the 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 eternals is messy is because like I don't know it's just it's so it's just so messy because you're like it's it's not necessarily the greatest purpose in the world that that they're there for, but like I don't know yeah
0: exactly yeah. like it's not even the kind of purpose that you would want
1: you're the sorry. God, that you, you actually, they're, they're justified. You can't help, but doing.
0: yeah, because, because we're borrowing the thing. is, Okay. So here's the thing yeah. is that we are, they, and mm-hmm. we in the movie yeah. are borrowing from a worldview yeah. that is incoherent yeah. in that world yeah, because we're borrowing from a Christian worldview or from a worldview that says humanity matters, right? Mm-hmm. From at least a humanist worldview. Yeah. And so we're saying that humanity matters and is worth saving. And mm-hmm. that's kind of one of our, one of our core beliefs. And so,
1: but it never tells you why.
0: No, it to doesn't. be honest, Like yep.
1: it doesn't other than like, but that's they're... why I'm saying the
0: movie works because yeah. we bring it to the table. Yeah. Not The movie didn't bring that to the table and no. tell us why, but we bring it and we have our own reasons, whether you think it's just the survival of the species and that's yeah. why it matters or whether you believe that we were created by God and we, we are in his image and therefore we matter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like whatever your reason is, you brought that to the theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They did not provide that for you no. in the film
1: no, they don't tell you, tell you why that is the case. So it's just, it's frustrating. It is. And so like, and, and that's, that's when they like, it also creates like this false picture of God as well through the story in terms of like some of the rants that some of them go on. Like, uh, what's his name? Fastos. Yeah. he has like right. this whole rant about how he's created and everything. And it's an obvious allegory to him being a gay guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's just arguing and like, I don't care like how I was made or why I was made this way, born, created, whatever. And like, it's him yelling at God, basically, yeah. like there's, there's, it's so heavy-handed. Like, and he in can't the story, he's just, a, he's justified. because yeah, the God is arbitrary. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's arbitrary and un, unfeeling and and not caring about that. Mm-hmm. But that, that's, that's the thing. That's where it's this false dilemma, where this, right. this is not a correct portrayal of God or anything close to who God yeah. is. And so, like that's they, that's said, why it's they so set up God as
0: a straw man and yeah, try to a turn him. He's a, he's a big he, tin man, really. He's, yeah, <laughs>
1: he's, a, he's a big, he's, he's a, a big gem man. The, the,
0: the, the gem man in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> like, and
1: so like, and when they're yelling at this thing, you're like, yeah, well, you are justified to yell at that thing. Yeah, because I that would, that thing it doesn't care about. Like, right. yeah. There's but a that, reason
0: I'm on side eternals when I'm watching the movie is cause yeah, I don't want to go for him.
1: That's where that false, that false dilemma comes in where, yeah. where we have like the correct answer and we have the correct cosmology to answer these questions right. and be like, well, that's not who God is. God is, is this, God is like just what we just talked about. God is love. God, God cares about us. God knows all of us and we're all created in his image. That's, that's the worth that we have is yep. that we're created in his image and we have a purpose. And this, um, and this
0: God who exists and gave us a purpose and then has watched us deviate from yeah, it. That God entered our world. He became yeah. one of us and died for us. Yeah. So this is not an impersonal, uncaring somebody who set the clock just and arbitrary. Let it go. Yeah, arbitrary God who just kind of is using the earth as a fuel for his ego. Yeah, right. This is something very different an than intimate that.
1: Carrying God who has grace and, and he, has he love. is he is
0: he's way like like so you can see how different how much bigger and out of the world this god is aramesh aramesh yeah. Yeah. is from his world right mm-hmm. like so he, when he shows up to get the other the other people like he's towering over the earth it's, it's like a really sh- cool visual i love that
1: vision in the but, theater it like made me when i was driving out i was like i was looking at the sky i was like holy moly like that would be that'd terrifying be, oh, like, these clouds rolled back and they like his face showed up and it yeah. echoed through the city and you're like
0: Whoa. Yeah, where the earth is like, imagine holding a softball yeah, to your face. Like that's how earth. it was. Yeah, and, and like the God we worship as Christians, mm-hmm. as, as different as that God is from us, mm-hmm. the God we worship is so much more different than that yeah. to us. And so the chasm is so much greater, but he is also... Way more personal than that God, right? Yeah. He's something entirely different than yeah. that, and he's worthy of worship. He's the kind of God who is awful mm-hmm. and awesome, and worthy yeah. of reverence in the same way that kind of people reverenced Aramesh. Yeah, but he is good. Yeah, he and and I mean that in the he is, he is goodness. goodness. Yeah. He is goodness. He is beauty. He's not good and he is true
1: by our standards. Like not just by that, because our God standards is dictated the, by him. God is the standard but of God what is good. good.
0: Yeah. And he is this, and this is when we look at a movie and we say this movie is good or is telling the truth or is beautiful what we are trying to say is that there is something about the nature and goodness of God that is being refracted through this film yeah. and it's always going to be it's never going to be perfect because we cannot perfectly talk about no, God even
1: if a christian filmmaker makes it
0: like, even if even if a theologian tries to put exactly into words what God is it's still analogous and this Mm -hmm. this, that gets us into a different theological discussion on the simplicity of god (laughs) yeah but but we we cannot put god into words like that uh so it's always going to be a refracted version of saying something about god yeah and in our fallen state it's always going to be incomplete and 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 somehow inaccurate because Mm -hmm. we are it's not just inadequate in that we are finite it's inaccurate in that we are fallen yeah and so uh so we're never going to get there yeah but when we say something is good in a movie mm-hmm. or someone did something good or yeah. this is beautiful," yeah. or this was true," we are saying it lines up with the way the reality is the way God is, mm-hmm. that's what we're saying, yeah, and that's our standard, and that's why that's why we have the Foxfire Farmhouse podcast yeah. is to
1: Point talk about that. movies, yeah.
0: and like think about movies in light of that, mm-hmm. so which is why we say, look at the bright, shining yeah. foxfire of Toy Story yes and say look at it yeah and say, don't fall for
1: the the fake whatever this is you Natural know the lighting of eternals
0: yeah, yeah. don't <laughs> don't fall for it don't go for it
1: don't go for so, it yeah it's, don't take the oscar bait don't yeah. do it don't do it also just a little slight thing not a kid's movie just letting parents know yeah
0: first time uh marvel has had a sex scene yeah. in a movie in a
1: very uh openly gay relationship and yeah
0: and so it's not so yeah definitely not for kids yeah. Uh, I mean, if kids could even stomach just the movie itself, it's so boring. I don't <laughs> think a
1: kid would like sit through the first ten minutes of that movie.
0: Only an adult that's sophisticated enough to, to try like, to think talk like it. to act like things are good. We watched. Not.
1: We watched it the other night. Me and my wife rewatched it, and it was just so bad. We like we were doing laundry, and it was on the background, and just the guttural, primal. That was like coming out of both of us as we're watching it. She's like, Can we just watch something else? This is so bad. I was like, I know it's so bad. Like, I just want to watch Boba Fett at this point. (laughs) Like, Boba Fett's so good. And, but no, we sat through that whole movie just for you, audience.
0: Just for you. To remind
1: ourselves of how how so inconsistent don't what it, did it say it didn't say anything.
0: don't expect the toy story 4 yeah. episode very soon because yeah, we've got to recover soon. from Ugh. watching internals yeah so we're going to talk
1: about some more good things before we get back to something bad
0: yeah indeed well yeah. this has been another episode of the yeah. foxfire farmhouse we're glad you came on in here you wandered in sat down with us and listened to this whole episode Foxfire Farmhouse. If you have ideas for future shows, if you have movies that you want us to watch and talk about, or if you just have questions about movies in general that would be the kind of uh, fodder for a conversation, mm-hmm. uh, we we take all of that here at the Farmhouse. Just come post it on our door. Do yeah. do like Martin Luther and nail it just, to the door. <laughs> or like the fake Martin Luther, I think. I don't know. People argue about whether he actually did that.
1: He did it. But I feel like he's the kind of guy that would do it. I, I want him to have done it. Yeah. It just fits <laughs> with his character. He's the bull. It just
0: sounds, it sounds better. He's such I'm, a bull of I'm a person. It. Yep. Yeah. So, so do do like Martin Luther, at least the legend of Martha Martin Luther, yeah. and tack it on the door, and uh, we'll we'll take a look at your questions and yeah. uh, comments and get them yeah. into the show. Love so it. like, subscribe, comment, comment, uh, all the all the things that you do for podcasts and YouTube Bring stuff. It do it, and uh, we'll be back again next week here at the farmhouse.